Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, I'm joined with Jill and her husband, Adam. Now, this is a very different episode because if you know anyone who has ADHD and dealing with the negative stigma that comes with it, well, Jill and her husband are making a mission to show the positive side of that with their book, The Itchy Brain. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today, I'm joined with Jill and her husband, who are on, who have ADHD, and so do their kids. And they have a very special mission in hand, and that is to show the positive side of ADHD. Welcome to the show, you two. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks. So why don't you tell me your story, and then we'll get going with the rest of the questions. Okay, I'm going to start with uh, our our cause really is what we want to do is to try to spread positive awareness on for ADHD and just to spread it through schools, spread it through coaches, parents, just to get that awareness out and turn that negative stigma into a positive stigma. Uh, we came up with itchy brain as a little phrase for ADHD and our older son uh, about what? four years ago, four yeah, years yeah. ago or so, was having an ADHD tendency and he was really dysregulated and not really understanding. His, he was understanding his emotions, but he just couldn't get a hold of himself. So my husband and I walked into the room and asked him, hey, what's going on? What do you need? It's like, I don't know, my brain, my brain, it just feels itchy. And we said, what did you say? He says, it just feels itchy. And we just thought that's a great way for someone to understand what's going on with your brain when you are having ADHD tendencies, because it is, it's wired differently. You think differently, you feel different things. And a lot of times people can't really explain what it, what, how they might feel or what it means. And for him to say that, we just thought this is a great way to write a book and continue to spread the awareness to help others understand it. All right. And what kind of challenges have you guys come across so far trying to spread this awareness? Have you had any pushback? People saying, don't push this on me. I'll do it my own way. You know, we, we've had a lot of positive feedback. It, it's just spreading the awareness and getting it out there is what's been challenging for us. Getting schools to adopt it, um, getting... <clears throat> just it out there it has been an extreme challenge for us we have an instagram page facebook linkedin um we've tried to market it the best we can it's just um we're still trying to we're a year into it now and we're still trying to get it out there what ways are you trying to get it out there have you do you go to schools and you talk about it and then try to get them to get on board with your program we would love to. I know. Yeah. We wish we've been, you know, we've done a couple of fairs, resource fairs. Um, we've um, ended up putting it at, in, at, you know, like a, a magazine and, and that it's in our public library. It's in a couple of libraries, but um, 
fortunately we've been writing people and no one has really written us back. So it's, it mm-hmm. is like hard to get out there. It just seems like no one wants to sort of step outside of the curriculum that their schools are adapted and they don't really want to just take kind of like an adjunct read to just yeah. like a simple read. You'd be like, okay, this is a book that you do on your spare time, you know, no quizzing. You don't need to, it doesn't tell people what to do and what not to do. It just provides them with our story and, and, what and how we, we and how we've got through it with our boys and how our boys are, are are doing really well and succeeding and really grasped the fact that they both have ADHD as well as myself and really, you know, aren't shunned by it and, and, and really are, are happy to tell people they have it. And, and we're just trying to get that out there. Now, how do you guys... Uh, I, I, our, our book doesn't tell people what to do. It, it doesn't give people advice. It, it literally tells our story and what we've done and then how we've succeeded and hope people can take little pieces of the book. That's great. But we by no means tell people what to do or, or how it, it's just simply how we've done things. And we're really succeeding with our boys. That's good. Now, how do you guys cope with your own ADHD, with, especially with your boys? What kind of strategies do you use to help them understand their ADHD and what tools do they use? Uh, so the one thing that just being a speech language pathologist uh, as my profession, I really focused on when they were younger, providing them with the language that they needed to advocate for themselves. Our big thing is advocating. So we really mm-hmm. want them to understand what mm-hmm. is going on with their bodies and how they might be thinking differently and what they might need to support them, but then also to provide teachers or coaches or friends or just individuals they may come across so they can adapt their learning style. But also the one thing is, is the way people teach, you want them to adapt their ways of teaching so that your child has success. I can say we've had pretty good success with a lot of our teachers. We've had a lot of negative emails in the beginning, but once Mm. they understood who they were and understood where uh, we were coming from and who they are, it really helped them to have the success that, that they needed. It also helps with, with, you know, with me having ADHD, Jill does not have ADHD, but it helps with me having ADHD. Um, I can kind of see some of their struggles and kind of point them in the direction of the things that work for me. And then you, it, it, sometimes I do get frustrated and have a short fuse, which is one of the one of my traits of, of ADHD. And that's where Jill comes in, not having ADHD, where she kind of guides the three of us um, to get along and, and to cope in, in different ways. So it's kind of a good balancing act, but it really ha- does work well. I mean, that kind of reminds me when you said that when you started getting negative stuff, I mean, way back when I was diagnosed, we knew nothing about ADHD for me. And in high school, my parents were getting calls saying I wasn't focusing. I couldn't focus in any class. And all of a sudden one day they go, they get a call. Reed's focusing in one class and one class only. It was my site in my science class. And they yep. were just like, why? Why just that one class and not everything else? And we knew, we didn't know anything about ADHD back then. It was yep. just, I had a learning disability. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure how old you are, but I'm 43, 44, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm in, I was, I'm in your same boat, right? I mean, when I was growing up and in school and stuff, I was just a kid that had a lot of energy, the kid that was disrespectful, you know, th- that's what I was labeled as. And, and, and that wasn't really the case. It was just, I was struggling with some things, but you know, over time I learned 
to mature and deal with it, but it's a lot different now. Now, how do you handle your ADHD at work? What kind of things do you use to help you get through the day? So I, I have a lot of coping mechanisms, lists, you know, I, I'm a mm -hmm. big lists, Microsoft, OneNote, Excel, PowerPoint, whatever those sticky notes on, I have my, my monitors loaded with sticky notes to keep <laughs> me, to keep me focused. And, and a lot of times, you know, I'll, I'll go to work and, and, and what do you say? Standing desk. Yeah. I have a sit stand desk now. That, that was another big thing. I can sit, I can stand when I do my work. I can move my legs. I can pace back and forth because that's one of the things that helps. You know, a lot of times I can get to work and, um, you know, I'll knock out five things in an hour. Or, or, and then there's times where I'll open a spreadsheet and look 50 times before I start working on it. So um, a lot of, you know, just a lot of those coping mechanisms. I have a, a company that's very supportive. I joined a diversity and inclusion group. Um, and, and Reed, to be honest, you, you know, it, it wasn't until the last three or four years that I really openly talked about it. Um, I was just a kid with energy that was just wild kind of kid. And then once we started digging into my, both our boys having a and getting them tested and working with Jill, that's when I started to become open with my disability and, and to start talking about it as well to, to help people. Yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, that's a big thing nowadays is company. you got lucky because there are companies who just don't help. Yep, don't yep. want to help. They're like, we don't want to get into that. It's different training. It's different mindset. I've yep. only come across one other person who said they they were they were working at a company and the company was very forth straight with them and able to help them with everything they were wanted. And yeah. it was just a miracle. Yeah, I, I'm a leader at, at this company, and um, I, I've actually done talks on how I've overcome ADHD and how I, I lead people you know, with a disability. So it, it's been very good. So now, Jill, how do you handle your kids when they come home and they're like almost burnt out from school? So what we've noticed when they come home, they need time to sort of deescalate and just to sort of take a no moment. Um, you cannot ask them questions. Well, actually, one, you can ask questions and he wants to fire everything that he wants to say that happened at school. And he'll tell you everything from tying his shoe to fixing his hair to using the bathroom 10 times. The other one comes home and he wants nothing to do. He, he needs time. He either goes in his room or he sits at the, the um our breakfast bar and he'll watch TV and he'll have a snack and he'll just he really just mentally recharge. And, and we know that he usually puts an earbud in his ear. So we sort of know both of them to realize what works for them and what doesn't. They develop their own coping strategies, which is great. So when they were younger, we provide them with, um, you know, deep pressure. And if they need to take a shower or a bath, gum and crunchy items really help them sitting in small spaces they really enjoyed or even just a lot of activities running and and just a lot of the, the team team sports but as they mm -hmm. got older they developed their own strategies that have been working for them so we sort of let them guide us versus that us guiding them what well, our youngest one's a very happy go lucky kind of <laughs> guy our oldest one's a little bit more on edge a little bit more moody a little bit more angry both have great personalities, but that's those are what I would really categorize their traits of ADHD as. Now, would it be possible that maybe they either both, either one or both, may have something on the spectrum, possibly? 
You know, that is a good question. Our older one, both of them, um, just from the field I work in, I don't suspect that. Our younger one has anxiety. He has a dual mm. diagnosis of anxiety and ADHD, the hyperactivity. And our older one, he is has the ADHD diagnosis, but he also has, um, it would be more of that, the mood regulation. So it's not mm. really a mood disorder that he has, but regulating his emotions would be the um, the biggest concern that we have that, you know, we monitor it with, we, he is on medicine for it. So we are monitoring it, but it's, it's also very hard because he's a teenager. He's mm-hmm. 14. Hormones. So there's the hormonal part of it as well. Yeah. But, um, that was a really good question. Now how, now, how do they do with like making friends and everything? Are they okay with that? Do they have trouble? Do their friends they understand them? Yeah. So a lot of their friends, they our older one has definitely a lot more friends than the younger one. But I do think the younger one depends on the older one a lot more. It's a three-year difference. Um, the older one has a bunch of friends, and they all understand him. They grew up with him. They've seen We've him. We've gotten very lucky with their friend aspect and their friend's parents aspect because their friends and their friend's parents never judged our kids and never judged us. So we have a close-knit group of five or six families that all have kids. Mm-hmm. And it's been very impactful for our life um, in the town we live in, for sure. Now, has things like fidget spinners help them out, like, with focusing? You know what's funny is that they don't. It's, we bought all, we've, we've bought everything that you could think of for fidgeting, and neither one of them really enjoyed it. our older one said the fidget spinner was more a distraction to him and he's like mm. i don't need it and uh the younger one didn't really need the fidget spinners he likes the seat cushions that are bumpy that he would sit on mm. in school and then there's this thing it's called a theraband it's this like stretchy band that they would put on the front of his chair and he can kick it but overall neither one of them we have them. We still have, we have a huge bin of everything <laughs> that you can think of, of everything, yeah. but they just don't, it really wasn't beneficial to what they needed. Now, do, do you and your kids do you have racing thoughts? Like when your mind is constantly going and if you do, how do you like quiet it? That's our youngest. Yeah. Our, our youngest is we call him the what if kid. Yeah. <laughs> what if I miss the bus? What if I forget my lunchbox? What if I forget to take my pill? What if I forget to lock the door? Yeah. So he uh. has that. He, I don't think his mind ever shuts down. I think that he just crashes like what mm. we were talking about. He just crashes hard for nighttime and he just falls asleep and he sleeps through the night. And then when he wakes up in the morning, it's 50 million yeah. questions. So, again. so we, we have a lot of sticky notes around the house or, yeah. or like a, uh, a board where we write down stuff. You know, we have, a, we have some notes on the fridge for him, a note on the door when he gets up. So he, he, what helps him is the notes very much. So it sort of organizes his brain. Yeah. Cause it's a lot of the same questions. Yep. that he asks and then the whole COVID thing couldn't have been it was like our could have it, it was everyone's nightmare but for him his anxiety just 
heightened and he couldn't mm. it, just he couldn't wrap his mind around it and he was so scared of it and he was just mm. so so mm. that was a lot that we had to deal with but once you know he understood it and we sort of were hopefully moving forward with it it's other questions he's definitely gotten better but i would say yeah i mean i was gonna ask how did they deal with covid and everything well the schooling was was a bit of a nightmare because it was all online learning and the distraction and then you know they weren't really getting homework but they were and then our older one couldn't manage his time so he was doing homework or he was doing the work that was assigned that he didn't finish during class until like 10 o'clock at night and then they have to get up so we're actually sending our oldest one to a private school it's more of a school that's textbook structured Mm-hmm. An assignment structured based rather than off of, uh, you know, our public school system is a lot of online stuff. So we, um, we think a, a private school with the textbook structure will organize him uh, a little bit better. Now, have you guys ever heard of, there is an ADHD specialist out there by the name of Dr. Ned Hallowell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had him on my show. He, I mean, he always says, and I believe it, um those who have adhd are like have ferrari engines and bicycle and tricycle brakes yeah and i believe that because you're always on the go and you can't slow down yeah yeah that is a amazing analogy um it is they constantly so our older one has slowed down a bit but again i think it's just the with him with maturity and he has other things he's dealing with so you know his his overall speed has slowed down with you know he still jumps over our couches and and and, you know does whatever he needs to do but um our younger uh child really has a difficult time with his with you know, slowing everything down. His feet are constantly moving. He's constantly going. Um, so. Yes, now, how are they as brothers? Do they get along well? Do they fight? Uh, they're brothers. The they oldest, don't, re- they the don't oldest, wrestle. The oldest one doesn't have much tolerance for him. We'll put it that way. Because he's kind of stubborn and stuck in his ways, he's got a short fuse for him. Um, the younger one adores them, but for the most part, they get along. They, they have their issues like normal brothers, but they don't physically fight. Um, it's more like argumentative and the correct. younger one, you know. Well, the younger one pushes his buttons, so yeah. let's not make any, you know, he definitely does that. I was going to say that the two of us are younger siblings and yeah. we definitely annoyed our older brothers. So, you know, I think it's sort of a rite of passage, right? The younger mm-hmm. brother needs to annoy the older brother. And usually the yes. older brother or older sibling doesn't always have them that much patience. Yes, I am the younger of the older. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've got I have definitely annoyed my older brother for years. And yeah. but the one thing that shocks me is I went out to lunch with my brother one day and he we're sitting there and he's talking. He's like I just want to tell you, you've made me a better person since I've gotten to know you better and learn more about you and your disabilities and what you're doing now. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's nice. Um, Now, what kind of negative stigma have you guys heard of with ADHD? What kind of things have you heard that make you want to turn around and show show people the positive side of it? 
I think some of the biggest things is, you know, they get, you kind of get a reputation when you have ADHD. People think you're going to be disrespectful. People think that um, you're going to be a troublemaker. People think that you're not listening. You know, I think there's, there's a lot of that, that with the negative stigma, there is just a reputation that you unfortunately get. And through advocacy and through just guidance with allowing our boys to understand where their disability lies and where their, I always call them unique characteristics, where their unique characteristics arise just to pr- turn around and be more positive. Like you are hyperactive, but you know something, you have endless energy. You know, you are uh, talking and you're moving a mile a minute. You just want to get, yes, you just want to get that energy out and you just want to you have that endless endless energy Mm -hmm. now what we what can we do as ourselves to help educate those on adhd what what do you suggest people do besides just researching it I think they just need to really understand that people's brains work differently and you really they're wired differently and you really have to understand that if something's not working and you're a teacher switch the way you're teaching the activity or switch the way, provide more supports. You as an individual needs to be aware of your surroundings as we try to tell, teach our boys to be aware of their surroundings, but sometimes they can't control it because they're the ones who are struggling. So then the people around them need to really focus and really be aware and change the way they think and the way they teach. Yeah. Reed, that was one of the main reasons why we wrote the book. All right. Because when we were going through it, there's a ton of research out there on ADHD. Doctors have been fantastic. But when we were going through some of the struggles, we wanted some type of book like ours, you know, that's just a, mm-hmm. a, a family story of a real life family going through it, right? Um, all the resource information out there is fantastic. I mean, you know, that's how we got to this point. But we didn't see anything that was just some average family going through some of those things. So that's why we wanted to put that out there to help those families and and, and get that positive aspect out there. What kind of feedback have you gotten from your book? I mean, people, we've had a lot of feedback that they're saying, thank you so much. We're not alone. Oh, I didn't know we talked about red dye and how that affects our um, boys and their hyperactivity. We talked about how it's in a lot of stuff. We talked about that. um, Are they being disrespectful or is it uncontrolled behavior? You know, we talk about Mm -hmm. advocacy. That would be the biggest thing that people, you know, are realizing uh, that you need to advocate for your child if they can't. And once they can, then you provide them and uh, sleep was a big thing as well. Impulsivity is another big one. I don't know if you have it. I have incredible, incredible impulsivity. (laughs) I I have huge impulsivity. Yeah. I I can tell you (laughs) countless numbers of things I've seen advertised on TV or movies and I'll just buy it. And then later it's like, why did I just buy this? Yeah. Or if you buy one, you're going to buy three of them, right? You yeah. know, it's just like stuff like that. Or if the, the stove is on, let me touch it to see if it's hot or <laughs> stuff like that. But um, uh, we've gotten a, a lot of positive feedback. We got a bunch of reviews on Amazon. Um, I'm, we, we've been reached out to by uh, people we went to school with. We haven't talked to them in 20, 30 years. Wow. I have this. I have kids. That My kids have this. So it, it's been a great journey for us, and we just want to kind of keep that journey going. There's one other person I highly recommend you guys check out. 
I don't know, Jill, if you've seen her on YouTube. Her name is Jessica McCade. She has a website called How to ADHD. Okay. She, she is very big. She's done a TED Talk. She, is, she does a whole thing. She's got ADHD herself. And okay. every video she does is on ADHD and different things and ADHD and failure and how to deal with it. Amazing. We will we'll definitely check her out. Jessica McCade, M-C-D-A-D-E. I, you can just look up How to ADHD. That's her channel. Okay. And she's just amazing. I mean, she's just full of information on ADHD. Okay. No, that's, that is. Have you spoken directly to her? No, I would, I've been trying to get her on the show, but she's okay. so busy. Gotcha. Okay. I can imagine. Yep. No. It is it's hard to get in touch with, with people. You know, we've sent books to psychiatrists and psychologists and, and doctors. We did send one to Dr. Hollowell. So um, we, you know, it, it's just, it's definitely, it's a very, it's hard to get out there. Like you said, like, you know, people are busy. We completely understand, but you know, we too want to help people the yeah. best that we can. You know, we're not trying to. I always, here I always put a, I always put a lofty goal. Our, our lofty goal is to get on Good Morning America, right? That, that's <laughs> that's my that, goal as well. Yeah, yeah, that's our lofty goal. So um, that's you know next to impossible, but we'll keep trucking along. Either Good Morning America, NPR Radio, um, any of the or um, not sixty minutes, but um, Sunday morning. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even um the Moth Radio Hour on NPR as well. Gotcha. I even sent my story to NPR to um um to their one show, This American Life. Yeah. Yeah. Have not it's heard back. It's just being that. persistent, right? That's all we can do. Now, Jill, for your kids, when they hit college, do you do you know how what to tell them like who to what to ask for and stuff because i know when i went to school the first thing i looked for was a disability department hmm. yeah that's amazing i do so both our boys are on 504 <laughs> plans um and it's just an accommodation to help them with different um issues or situations that they might need help with in school they might need extra mm -hmm. time they might need to mm -hmm. you know, take a walk they might need extra support so that for them i'm hoping will will continue with them through their high school and then i know that once it is on your college or your transcripts that i'm i did tell them that there are disability uh, resource places or just a nice community for individuals to have the success they need in colleges. I know they really improved that because I know in the past it wasn't always available for individuals no. who struggled. And I don't, I do know that, you know, colleges are doing a nice job to, to support as many people as they can. Yeah. I mean, cause when I went away for my master's, the first thing my mom says is you better look for a disability department because of your disabilities. And I'm like, that's one thing I did. So when I started applying, I mm -hmm. made sure to contact it, went to the website of the school and made sure to find the disability department, emailed them directly and said, hi, my name is Reed. I have so-and-so and so-and-so. What kind of help can you give me? Amazing. Mm -hmm. It's fantastic. And basically, I didn't hear back from a couple. I heard back from one, two of them. The second one was really nice. And the next thing I know, I, I wound up going there 
And before I even flew out to England to go to school, he said, I'm going to call you once a week in the morning and we're going to talk. And then we're going to continue that once you get here. You're going to meet with me once we get here. Right. That's so That's great. awesome. What a great but support. The, it was very good support. But I mean, the people need to know when you have ADHD, how important on-time tests are. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. It because, is. I mean, one of my biggest problems when I took tests is not just, is I get distracted so easily, even in an on-time test. And then when I see other people finishing before me, I get panicky. Gotcha. I'm, like, and I'm pretty yeah, sure funny. your kids deal with that as well when they yeah, take funny, tests. Funny. Yeah, funny situation. Our oldest is is going to a private school, so we had to take a test to get into the private school. Mm -hmm. So they gave him a they gave him a pre test. It was online. It was online, and it was, <laughs> we did it at home, and it was kind of during the pandemic, and it was a pre test. So he does the test, and we close the door, and we let him be. So we said, okay, that was good. How was the test? He goes, I I got through about three quarters of it. I go, well, what happened to the other quarter? He goes, well, I ran out of time. I go, well, why do you want out of time? He goes, well, I, I turned off the timer because it was distracting me. <laughs> I said, holy Lord. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so those are the, those are the things that are, that are funny. I mean, it's like me when I was taking non-time tests, it's like every little, every person typing was distracting. Yeah. 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 It's like yeah. you're putting me in a non-time test, but yet you have other people here typing taking tests too and you're just in my distractions it's not helping yeah yeah for sure now how are your jill how are your kids with organization because i know that's a big problem with adhd is organizational skills it is. it is so our younger one is very good he gets his homework done before it's even assigned he is probably the most organized child who has um, ADHD our older one well, the organization for him comes into play because of the anxiety so he's so organized that he wants to do his homework because he's afraid he's gonna not turn in his homework or he's gonna get a bad grade so forget it so he's so organized in, in that aspect but our oldest one so he's organized in regards to he used to have the neatest desk at school you know, when he wants something, he hyper focuses, he's organized and having all the research, everything he needs, but he has no initiation. That means that Ugh. when he has something that he needs to hand in his organization skills and that initiation that goes really hand in hand just falls through the crack. He had so many missing assignments. I would write him for my work, Xavier, yeah. you're missing five assignments. I know I did it. I just didn't hand it in yet. I don't know why you haven't <laughs> handed it in. So he's he, got a, he's got a phone. People with text messages him takes hours to get back to him because of his organization, right? But then there was a situation where uh, he had a bureau and he had some stuff on his bureau. So me and Jill were like, "Oh, let's let's clean up his bureau." So we started throwing things away. We cleaned up his room, and he was just a mess because that room was organized how he likes it, right? right? So it's it, like it, organized it's, chaos, yeah. as everyone says. Yeah. yeah, organized chaos. I mean, that's. I mean, you look at my desk right now. It's a mess. And my mom yeah. will come down here and say, your desk is a mess. Why haven't you cleaned it? When I was younger, my parents used to walk into my room and go, it looks like a cyclone hit it. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom is like, why don't you clean it up? And I'm like, because everything is in its place. I know where everything's at. Exactly. But yet I cannot remember where I put something down. I would, I would be searching through the entire house. 
Tell him I'll lay my glasses down somewhere and I'll be like, where did I put them? I lose my phone, my wallet regularly. And I have an Apple Watch and I'm able to ping my phone on my Apple Watch and I do it multiple times a night and all the the boys are just cracking up at me because I'm always forgetting to put the milk away, (laughs) forgetting to close the door. Just, that's just... I mean, talk. I mean, I can give you a great story about disorganization. I was doing the dishes one day, and we were doing a jigsaw puzzle on the, in the kitchen counter. I turn around, I see that we're that we're still working, and I start working on the puzzle. Like 10, 20 minutes go by, I turn back around, I'm like, oh shit, I'm still doing the dishes here. I totally yeah. forgot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my ADHD brain, and it's like. I can't keep my, I need to concentrate on one task at a time. Yeah. We put an alarm on our refrigerator. So when the door is opened, it reminds people who forget to shut it. It's annoying and it doesn't ever stop. And it just, it's like that, uh, that annoying uh, dinging that you have when you don't, if if you don't put your seatbelt on right away, that's how our refrigerator is. Yeah. It just (laughs) keeps going so that I can say our refrigerator is always shut. But stuff might not be put back away in it. Yeah. But it is always shut. It's funny. You mentioned you have to do one task at a time. Uh, for some reason, part of my ADHD, I, I can multitask with the best of them. And oh. Jill's, always, Jill's always just because Jill can't multitask and neither can my boys. But I can literally do three or four or five things at once. And, and, and it's easy for me. But um, it's so disorganizing to me the way he does his things, but everything gets done and everything. But that's his way of getting through what he needs to get done. I need to complete something. My boys cannot multitask either. Neither one of them can. I can't either. My mom. I mean, like I said, I my I can try to do I'll try to do three, four things at a time and, and I'll just be all over the place. My mom would used to say, I know when you were in the kitchen because it would be a, it's, you'd leave it a mess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like that with cooking with me. It's like I'll lay out everything before I even start doing anything. And my mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm following the instructions. She's like, you need to have everything all set up, ready to go. You just don't yeah. lay it out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, you got to do what works for you, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's crazy because my ADHD, I think, is a little worse than my ASD because my impulsivity is really bad. I've bought things on impulse and later I kind of regret it because I'll sit there and collecting dust. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure you've had that. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Everything in bulk. Oh, God. Yeah. In bulk. (laughs) Yeah, I so like, much love you. Yeah, <laughs> but like uh, I, you know, I, in my prior days, I was hot. I, I like to collect hobbies, so action figures and sneakers and stuff. And I would always buy a pair of sneakers to wear, buy a pair of sneakers to save. Or if I, you know, like a shirt, he would get. I would get two of them. If I see an action figure, I like, I'd buy two of them. But I don't need two of them. You no. Know? So, but it's just my impulsivity. <laughs> Now, how are your kids with their hyper focus? Do they like zone in on something they love really much and then throw their creativity into it? Yep. So our older one, I would say the younger one is just doesn't really have a lot. He just sort of mosey on, does whatever he needs to do. Our older one is 
big into hyper-focus, whatever sport is coming up, whatever activity or hobbies coming up, he will research and find the best of the best. And he finds, you know, them in all different colors. And then he says, do you think this one look good? Will this one look good? He's doing it right now. He's big into having bracelets. And um, you know, it's, I guess it's a big thing. And yeah. everyone wants a bunch on their arms. So he has been researching all different types of bracelets. He probably has six or seven different types of bracelets in, in a cart, in all different carts. We have all these different, um, you know, what are the, the web pages open up yeah, yeah. for him. It, you know, he, his hyper-focus is always heightened. It's always, you know, it's good sometimes in regards to when he's, has to complete something, but when he is, when it distracts him, it's very difficult to deter him away because he needs to complete doing sort of like, I really do think he has some form of OCD because he needs to complete something and um, mm-hmm. it turns into, it spirals mm-hmm. into something more. Now, how are your kids with creativity wise? Are they like very creative and things they do and their passions? Our older one, I would say, doesn't really have that much creativity. He has definitely thoughts that he brings to um, life. But our younger one, I would say, is very creative. You know, um, he still has stuffed animals that he that he likes. (laughs) Loves drawing. Both them, both them really enjoy drawing. But our older one likes to look at something and draw. Our younger one will come up with something on his own Mm. to to draw. Now, what kind of strategies do you guys use as a family to help deal with all the with the ADHD that you have? We have a lot of timers. We put it on the microwave if we need to go somewhere. Um, we really want to decrease our the yelling um, that's mm-hmm. in the house. So we're um, a loud Italian family. We are very we are a very loud family. So yeah. we try to do a lot of alarms or timers. We have a lot of schedules and my husband said we have sticky notes around um, that sort of reminds people what they need to do and just we plan out what we're going to do. If we have a busy day, the, ne- the next morning, we'll plan out what we're going to do the night before and sort of tell them this is the time we have to leave. This is the time we have to get up and we sort of go through a little schedule and we pre-teach them what they need to know to help them get through. You know, routine is routine is key, I would say, for the kids. So school wasn't really an issue. It was more when other things would be um, out of the ordinary. Yeah, I mean, I understand that because, I mean, like I said, with my mother, she's always about with me, especially because if I don't have a routine, I'm all over the place. Mm. And I can't stay focused. Yeah. Right. Now, how do you how are they with focusing? Are they good? Or do they just like space out with the ADHD? You know, if it's in smaller groups, they're definitely better. You know, um, routine stuff that they really like, they are good. But, you know, being in class, I think it was more difficult in classes they weren't thrilled with. But, you know, they're their PE class they love, their art class they loved. Um, obviously, when our older one had recess, that was, you know, he, he would say that, always oh, said that was his favorite class. <laughs> um, but, you know, when it was circle time or group time, that's when we really noticed them 
when we would get a lot of the emails or messages from teachers like, oh yeah, you know, they're moving around a lot. You know, it seems like they're a little bit more off today. Um, assemblies, they don't, they haven't done those in a couple of years, but you know, in the big group assembly thing, just to stay focused on what, you know, an activity or someone speaking might not be always of interest to them. Now, are the teachers very accept, um, accepting of them and helping them and upfront with them, with their ADHD and understanding that, hey, I understand that your mind is constantly going, you're always feeling that you have to go, but do they sit down and explain things to them? Like, you need to quiet down and focus on your work? They do. We, um, so, because they have those 504 plans and I wrote emails prior to school starting just to explain who they were and what, you know, needs they, they might benefit from or what different strategies that's really helped. But I think the big thing is, uh, is that we supported the teachers by providing them things that they might need or might be beneficial. So our child has success. I think that would be the the biggest Mm -hmm. thing. And um, the one thing I always we wrote it even on their 504s to provide them with, you know, that positive feedback, but also those nonverbal cues of, you know, a gentle tap on the shoulder or when they walk past the desk, they might tap the desk. Or just some eye contact. Yeah. Non-subtle cues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, that's non-verbal contact is very important because it's not as distracting. Mm -hmm. It's just a little subtle reminder. Hey, bring your focus back to your test yeah. or to your work. Uh, I wish I had that when I was in school because like I said, I was all over the place. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, where can people find out more about your book and your mission? Well, we have a Instagram and we have Facebook and you can find our book on a website. So we're at our books at every major book retailer, retailer, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Apple Books. We have an audio book because we decided to create the audio book because we found out that um, folks with ADHD can't focus enough to read the book. So, <laughs> yeah. So we um, not too long ago created an audio version of the book so folks can read it in the car, listen to it in the car or whatnot. A Spanish um, version is going to be coming Yeah, that's soon. our next thing. We yep. want to get a Spanish version going next. And write a graphic novel. Just take our book and turn it into pictures so it's more like a comic strip yep. so that it's more motivating for the younger ones to um, read. But the main thing is uh, www.itchybrainadhd.com. That, that'll direct you to our Instagram page, our Facebook page, Amazon to get the book. So <clears throat> that's really where we're trying to spread the most. Anyway, thank you both for coming on the show, and it was such a blast to have you both. Thank you, Jill, and um, that is it. Thank you you so much for having us. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Good luck with yourself. Not a problem. It's the way things used to be I'm no big fan of now I must have some sweeter memories Somewhere in the cloud Welcome to the new normal Welcome to the new normal Welcome to the new normal Shout Welcome to the new normal
gonna miss all you used to be Gonna miss all you had Consigned to the dustbins of history Like opinions from your dead Talk to the freaks. You can talk to just about anybody you happen to meet. It ain't what it was. 